so so many things that we haven't we have not done one with just us in like three weeks. Yeah, that's weird. That is very weird. And I'm not gonna lie, it was very hard for me to to be here right now. I fell asleep hard after I put my kids to bed. Uh, so yeah, so actually, this brings up a, so there's, there's a thing I wanted to talk to you about. I thought, you know what? Let's just make a podcast out of it. Okay. I had a good chat with a guy who wants to like be involved with what we are doing. Uh, I think I told you about it before, but he's gonna. I'm just gonna. Um, I don't want to say his name right now or or who or who he works for, and we haven't even had a chat to really um talk about it yet. You and I, I told you I was going to talk to him a couple of weeks ago. Do you? You probably don't remember any of this, do nope. you? Okay, that and that is completely fair. Um, and so we were just kind of saying like, hey, like how could you, you know, like how could we find like us and um, his and his organization we have a lot in common and we're trying to, we're trying to, to like you know um, find a way that we could possibly work t- together and so he has he has a couple of I, of ideas that i think it could you know help us out i was like okay cool and then he goes but like i gotta know like how committed are you guys to this he, I mean, he just wanted um, to know and i and i was like you know it's been kind of tough because it's past like and so like we're, we, I feel like since around Lent, we've been incredibly busy. Would you agree with that? Yeah, totally. Yeah, like you've, like you know, like uh, you have a bunch of stuff going on. Like let me, let me, for me, yeah, just, let me put it this way: I have never in my entire life been more busy than I have the last week of Lent to about a week ago. Yeah, and it's kind of funny too because I feel like I've just gotten pretty overwhelmed around that time as 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 well. And he just posed a really good, you know, and, and this guy like he works for one of those like organizations where they really do ask these kind these kinds of questions. And um, you know, he just wanted to know like, can we keep doing this at the rate that we you know currently are? And I want to, and I know that you know, like, I, I guess I, I guess I want to pose that question to you can we keep doing this yes but like i not like do you want to but like is this actually sus- how sustainable is this yeah very i don't know i don't know where you're coming from bro <laughs> what is happening i feel like i feel like this is a very loaded question but let me say this well no let me yeah. say this uh most of my entire life mentally has shifted around wednesday night recording thursday night editing and posting that's like life now yeah i have gotten incredibly busy lately uh i had a ton of speaking assignments on top of a special secret thing but um yeah i mean i think it's sustainable why i i just i wonder um i don't know so i mean and we don't have to put this out there but i thought it'd be kind of fun to like have this conversation are you breaking up with me no, 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 Look, no. no I have this overwhelming feeling that in the next five minutes, you're going to tell me it's not you, it's me, and we need to end no. this. Do you want to end Catching Foxes? No, no. Is no. it complicated? They're, Do you want to go on a break? What they, is happening? They're, they're like, are like five girls out there who, who are like, I've been on the receiving end of this. It's not going to end well. No, I'm just kidding. I know kidding. exactly what's that happening. Is, <laughs> Luke is setting wheels in motion. <laughs> That is that is not the case at, at all. But I just kind of want. I just there's like a few things that have, that have been going on that like I'm kind of scared about. One is that our downloads are down, like pretty significantly, which really surprises me. What um, do you mean? And then two, dude, we are low right now. The past like we 
peaked. We took a hit at Christmas, which I think happens. Yeah. And we have never recovered from that. Like, we were flying high, and then we crashed, and then we kind of rose back, and now we're like, like we are. We didn't even get our like normal numbers last 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 week at all. Uh, like, we got probably about half within seven days. You mean of episode 142, Gomer teaches strategic apathy? Yeah, like to the point where like we have to do another ad because I promised them like 7,000 downloads, which we always exceed that, like by far. And that's kind of like a standard thing with like, you know, like podcasting ad rates is like you. So you say, hey, we're, we're going we're going to promise you X amount of downloads. And if we don't hit that, we'll do an ad again until we do. And uh, I picked what I thought was a very like a very like safe number because we've we've all and we've and we have always hit it until last week. And I was like, oh, what is happening? And I feel, I guess there's a part of me that's that's just like, is this sustainable? Like, are, is to, to like the level that we are, is this a sustainable? And I'm a little bit like, I hope so. I'm I'm concerned. Like, I I, I guess I've been I'm concerned for a bit that like you've been just so exhausted all the time and i feel so bad about that and so i'm also like there is a part of me that that's that's just and like then i think about things like you know in my like own life how i much like the podcast tends to screw up with my it screws up my like how i like sleep and operate at times and that's been kind of tough and i'm like is this good like is this bearing good i mean it's, it's bearing tons of good fruit i'm not trying to deny that i'm just kind of wondering i guess i just want to pose that question and there's a part of me that's a little bit scared that's just like, is this a sustainable? So I, I'm not saying that, you know, like I want to stop at all, but I do want to, I do want to have the conversation. And the tough part is I'm like, well, I'm like, there's kind of a part of me that's, that's, that's like, that's like also like this would make for good podcasting. So it's why I want to do it as, as, as a podcast, but I want to also have the conversation. <laughs> you want to spring this on me in front of us. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, uh. So I mean, and, and and again, I don't want to stop. I really, really don't. I want to be able to um, keep this going. But there's a part of me, and this could be my just frail like ego being like, "Oh God, our downloads are down significantly." Oh gosh, it's like, is it? Have we peaked? And is this kind of like, are we past the curve? Are we slowly going down? You know, and we might just find our like area. Like this might be where we are. And if so, like, can I be okay with that? I think the answer is yes. There's a lot going on here. <clears throat> okay. As a man who is obsessed with the numbers, okay, we <laughs> peaked right before Christmas, Christmas with those insane download numbers, right? Old people tangents, old 1,000 tangents and old people sex and The Last Jedi. Well, our Last Jedi stands at 40,000 downloads for just one episode. Which is... Which is almost half of what some of the biggest podcasts in my mind, like so like like the ones that I like idolize, that's about half of what they get for like a like low episode or the, the like average amount of downloads. Yes, because they're not speaking to a niche Catholic audience. <laughs> no, 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 and I, listen, I'm not saying that I don't like. Well, let's I don't break down get, the I, podcasting world if we if we can, okay. Okay, now me and you have done something that very few people have done. We have attempted, and I do mean attempted, to <laughs> have a normal show, right, where we talk about all the things that most other shows do, but we're Catholic. 
And because we're Catholic and we talk about being Catholic all the time, if we were to start a show tomorrow that's, uh, you know, the what was the thing that Wade called us? You remember that, Wade? Oh, Wade. Uh, what was it? Uh, Billy Bob. Billy Bob and Joe. Yeah, whatever. whatever that crap was. If we were to just do a show where we don't talk about faith and religion except to make fun of it, we would probably, I think we would be doing much better, right? Now, in the Catholic world, I mean, we are doing better than almost every other Catholic podcast out there that is not a sermon from Father Mike Schmitz, nor a show from Father Mike Schmitz. Yeah, so we don't. So we're only outdone by a podcast hosted by a uh, whole bunch of priests, or like, or a priest, an Australian, and a former model. Just to let you guys give you guys mm-hmm. an idea. So we're, we aren't going to like name names or anything. Yeah, no. Why would we? But you know. So why like, would we? Like for me, I would love to do a side podcast where I do instruction over discussion, right? But I would never mm-hmm. replace this podcast. Because I don't think people are doing this thing in the Catholic world. Like, for instance, I was interviewed recently on Relevant Radio. Can I say that on here? Am I allowed to mention that, Luke? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Relevant Radio is a Catholic radio station. <laughs> why, why, why are you asking me? I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> it really makes no sense. But we, I did this interview, and I started thinking, like, there's, there are very few shows out there that, number one, are as stupid as ours. Number two, as fun and, and ridiculous as ours in the Catholic world, right? Like, yeah, we, everyone wants... Who else is doing Catholic dick jokes? No one, I tell you. No we one. have the market cornered on Catholic dick jokes. Now, as it so happens to be, there's only 6,000 people in that corner of the market. <laughs> and that's okay. We will bleed those 6,000 people dry of their Patreon money. <laughs> we... But, no, but yeah, but like we, but like we were averaging within one within like one week around ten to fifteen thousand. Yes, no, we were. Yes, rare. we were. Yes, rare we were. as rare no, can be. No, our no, average right now. our average week is seven to nine thousand max. The only freak episodes was episode uh, one twenty and one twenty one, and I feel like those episodes got in your brain. No, 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 no. I'm talking about things before. Dude, before I'm looking at them. So 22,000, 18,000, 19,000, okay. 16,000, no, 19,000. Okay. Don't get your panties in a bunch. Okay, I'm going to pull up our take on uh, Too our take late, on Too late. Pope Francis. <laughs> 19,692 downloads. Within week one, let me pull this up really quick. Within week one, that one had da, 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 uh, da. less than 10,000. 8,357. Wow, Michael, you're so right. However, because I doubt you. (laughs) Less than 10,000 per episode. Our average is 7,000. But we were mostly, 7,000 was getting to be pretty easy for us. But I feel like we've taken a hit recently. We have, we have. But we hit, so the biggest hit for us, especially, so I'm pulling up other episodes. Yeah, man, 8,000, 7,000. I'm pulling up other episodes, but I will say this. The thing that, okay. that gave us the hit was exactly what you said it was. It's the Infinity War stuff, right? So if you think about it, we released two episodes every single week that were well over an hour long. Hmm. So we had the Road Infinity War Phase 1 on April 11th, then April 13th. We had Gomer Loves Drugs, which is just an awesome title, so that got a lot of downloads. 
The Road to Infinity Wars Phase 2, 9,000. Then the next one, the regular show, 10,000. Then the next one, 10,000. Then the next one, 8,000. Then the next one, Luke gets fired, 11,000. The next one, go. So, yeah, the actually, episode 142 is the lowest of the low. But that just came after we released, like, six episodes in three weeks. And then our seventh episode was on Avengers again. Damn straight it was. Hell yeah. <laughs> I know you're bobbing your head because I can see yeah. it. Yeah. So, baby. I just, baby. We are not, we, okay, but the problem is we basically spent a year skyrocketing for us. Like, every week it was like, or every, like, couple weeks yeah. it was an extra thousand. And then at the end of last year, we were hitting, we just did this massive jump. And then it, like, that massive jump went away. And I have no idea why. I'm, there, there's like a part of me that is scared that we've just basically that like that the market has been like nope you guys you guys are done and I just I'm just concerned just with like how like busy we are that I'm like oh is this like now I'm totally fine if we exist in in you know like this world where with like in, like in a week or so we get you know we're like out the numbers that, that 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 we have but we still like have a hardcore like fan base i think that'd be very cool i'm just getting a little bit concerned that with like i'm a little bit i'm worried that with how stretched we are starting to get that the quality of the episodes are going to go down a bit mm. Mm. i don't know if that's and happening now yet, but i am getting out. a little bit worried here it is well, no, because i feel the truth no 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 but I feel like I'm running out of things to talk about because my issues are being solved. No. <laughs> because I'm an old man. <laughs> and I'm maturing. And I'm like, what am I going to talk about? You know, like, when I, cause, so, so, okay, so I gave a talk uh, based upon our So I Told God I yep. Hated Him podcast. And I remember hearing that going, I can't identify with that guy any, any like, anymore. I'm just not there right now in my life. Now there are certain things that I'm still I'm dealing with and things that I am going through. There is a part of me that's that's just like, what if I can't keep like I'm scared that I can't keep coming up with the goods. And this, this is probably just my own fear, but it's but it because we don't research we don't like do what other podcasts do where they like have a topic and they un, unpack that we <laughs> and we do have things that are like on our minds. But like, what if I run out of things that are on my mind and on my heart? Like, I feel like we're starting to just like recycle a bit. Then the solution is we start doing research. Is that what you're saying? Like, you you just don't know if we have the time to actually invest yeah, in building yeah, like, up the podcast. No, because I really want to do a great podcast on gun on gun con- control, and we're going to do it. But I'm starting to th- realize, man, like I, I just so I can't go into anything. S- specific right now but some great stuff is going on with my current job and i'm like and i had i got overwhelmed so i basically was so overwhelmed that yesterday was was it yesterday yeah i thought i had a meeting and i like planned the meeting and i was going out to buy food for the like actually meeting and i like booked a place last last like minute and then i it was like it was basically not on that day. Like I just, I just had it in my head that it was on that day, and I put it in my calendar for some odd reason. And it clearly, all of the communication was for it to be on the twelfth. And then, like, la- then, like the at the very end of like last last week, I had it in my head that hey, so we'll like see you guys on Tuesday. And like on Tuesday, like everyone's like, what? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and so I'm just, I'm start, and so I've had to take a like a, I've had to take a step back. You know the past, like Daniel. Okay, I need to really focus on how I work right now because I'm starting to like slip. I'm getting very overwhelmed, 
And I'm concerned with, like, with, with where this podcast does have to go. Where does this fit? How can I devote the amount of time that I really want to to do ads, to be able to like, have the merch, to be able to have the conversations, to be able to like, have, the, have the guests that we have? Um, I'm getting worried that's getting to be a little bit too much. I could be wrong. This is just my fear right, right now. So not, it's not a concern. It's more of it's, it is a fear, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit if we don't grow anymore. Like, I don't, I do not feel compelled to have 30,000 downloads a week. Oh, I totally do. I know you do. <laughs> but the reason why I don't feel that way is because of the type of emails and Facebook engagement and stuff like that that we get. Now, here's the deal. I have taken such a dramatic step back from Facebook that I, and, and Twitter that I feel like maybe that's lost some of our engagement, some of that stuff. Um, and I do, but like you're, you're, uh, I feel like my role here is to talk you off a ledge, but, uh, I do feel like, yes, we need to step up our game and it was almost impossible, uh, the last like month and a half, two months. Um, or I guess I should well, say and, 50 yeah, days, and, and, but, uh, e- Easter season beat the shit out of me. It beat the shit out of me because I was doing mm-hmm. things that I'm not allowed to talk about, but desperately want to talk about desperately want to talk about um but luke if you want to quit right now i understand i'll just i'll just hire scott to be my co-host scott and we'll just talk about how star wars sucks <laughs> let's let's be honest. who would you who would you who would you like in all honesty who would you replace me oh literally anyone It'd be so easy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoever's in charge of the Disney uh, Star Wars franchise, that's who I'd replace you with. Good old Solo. What a great movie that I fell asleep to over and over again. <laughs> I went and saw it last last night. So let's talk about that no. next. But no, but who would who would you, who would you? I feel like you're like my wife, and you're saying, you if I with? were to die, who would you marry? <laughs> no, that's that's not what I'm saying. But, I'm more just I'm more just curious. Uh, who would I replace you with? I don't, I mean, like, honestly, I see, can't, I, I can't see anyone, like, I mean, Drizaldi, but he's not a podcaster. Frad, maybe? <laughs> I mean, Frad, like, Frad's funny, and I, but I feel like I, I would destroy his brand. Like, people would be like, really? Pints with Aquinas? I'm not going to listen to you anymore. I know. I, know. I mean, yeah. jo- jo- maybe Joey, maybe Joey, good old Joey. I feel like there's someone obvious that I'm missing. Joey? Who who would bring that special mm. Luke spark into my life? Luke, can we talk about how much of an extrovert you are? Can we talk <laughs> about that? Yeah, it's pretty bad. You are the world's largest extrovert that I've ever met in my I was talking about this like two days ago with Shannon in, in, in the morning. Like we're having our cup of coffee and I can't remember what we're talking about, something stupid. And uh so I switched it to a real conversation about us. And uh I said, Shannon, <laughs> I have never met a man. Who is as extroverted as Luke? And she was like, you don't think you're extroverted? I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I know I'm extroverted. But compared to Luke, like, like that man would go, would rather go without sleep so that he can hang out and talk to people he barely knows than to go to bed at a decent time. 
because you know we have this important thing that we're doing <laughs> stay out to all hours of the night <laughs> and he has to talk the next evening in a different state that he has to fly home to oh my good you know we didn't even talk about the national young adult thing god i can't <laughs> I was be- like what are you talking about that i remember yeah, yeah. i can yeah, i cannot believe like you're an extrovert in the way that i think I mean, I, like, uh, you're like like fish to water. Like, I can't even come up with a funny joke. Like, you are so extroverted. You make extroverts feel like they just want to sit in a quiet room with a novel. I've I've honestly had to like start to moderate it a bit. So we uh, we had a wedding that we went to this past weekend, and it was fantastic. Congrats, JP and Sarah Rose. They're both big fans of of the podcast. Oh, look uh, at them. We're bringing lives together. Luke, they probably got married because of our show. <laughs> if we cancel our show, people won't it's get true. married in the world. <laughs> um, and uh, so, uh, so when we were there, Aaron, about probably like halfway through, right as like all the dancing, probably about a quarter of the way through all of the dancing, Aaron started to feel a little bit umsick. Uh, and she's like, "Hey, is like, is like it okay if you know, like, we head home?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And like, it, this is a chance for me to grow. Killed up. you? It killed <laughs> you. I bet it did. It did. But then you know what? We had a really good night. I went to work the next day. Felt very uh, refreshed and good. Not like exhausted as I usually do after anything like that. Because because I started to think like, okay, Luke. So just to paint, just to paint, just a paint a picture for everyone we were at this big thing two weeks ago and the last night there they had like a huge like hangout part and there's a guy that i needed to like you know talk to to, to uh clear the air a bit for some things i may had i may have talked about oh man here no no and, no no um, no 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 that is not how we introduce this segment <laughs> of my life yes no it is. yes it can is. we just back it up a little hey we still haven't gotten through the first segment yet that's a good point go on <laughs> i'm coming back to this because i don't think you're doing this so anyways, justice Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. So I went, you know, so like, I basically, I'm, I basically, I'm like waited. I mean, I was still having a blast hanging out with everyone, hung out with guys like Steve, uh, the missionary, and, and, and just like others really just hung out, uh, hung out with a lot of great people. And I was so glad I was able to make those, uh, make those, make those connections and blah, 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 blah. So. I basically was one of the last people there. Like, I mean, I really was like the last person there. Uh, so like me and this guy, like we talked and I left and I was feeling, I was on such a high after that. Cause I was like, I love my life. And I could not fall, fall asleep. It took me two hours to fall asleep after that. Actually probably more like two and a half to three Let's hours. be accurate. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I really had to reflect on that afterwards. Cause I was so tired that whole day. And I had to give a talk that night at a theology on tap, like right after I landed. And I, and I just kind of thought, you know, there has to be a better way to do this. I could have had a conversation, you know, at different points in time throughout the week there. I didn't have to wait until like, you know, most to what I thought was the most, you know, um, opportune time. And so I'm trying, I'm trying to moderate, I'm trying to like moderate my own extrovertedness a little bit. Cause it is exhausting. Cause I'll get, I'll get depressed after a big thing like that. I will just get depressed. And so I came home and I was exhausted all like all week, and I really haven't recovered till like probably a couple days ago because I've just been on the go so much. Man, you are a creature that scientists should be studying. 
if there was a way that scientists could harness your extroversion, like we could have clean energy for like a small city. Like you could power a town because you're so extroverted. Like your desire to be with people. Like I like people. I was having a good time at that event and I said, you know what? This place is too crowded. I'm a little too hot. The beer's okay, but it's a little too warm. I think I'm done. I would rather go back to our Airbnb that you got us and chill out and, amazing. And, and chill out and just, I just wanted to go to bed. And then the two women that I was with, because they were all on our Airbnb thing, uh, I guess I should say the two women that you were with, that came with you, uh, they were like, yeah, no, I'm done. I can go. And I was like, great. And we went back and then we chit-chatted for about an hour. And then I went, went to my zone and went to sleep. And I thought, surely Luke would be back. Surely that party can't be raging that hard. I mean, we were the nerdiest group of people. Nerds don't party that hard. I felt like that party was existing solely <laughs> on your energy. I could just imagine you being there, be like, don't, don't go, guys. We're just getting started. And they're like, ah, fucking okay, Luke. <laughs> and you're just egging people on and keeping people there. You know what you need, nerd? You need another beer. Get this nerd another beer. Right? And like, okay. Like, you probably made the nerdiest people there feel so cool. Oh, man. You probably, oh, man, what happened? It was crazy. I was so tired. I'm like, I screw this, man. I, I, We literally listened to lectures for 12 hours. And you're like, whoop, time to rage. And I'm like, whoop, time to go to bed. <laughs> you know what I did when I yeah. eventually went upstairs no, to my room? Can I tell you what I did? Hmm. I read a, a wonderful little novel and drifted to sleep peacefully. I woke up refreshed <laughs> so at 6 a.m., <laughs> did some yoga. <laughs> Just kidding. I did not do yoga. This is what I did when I got home at like one thirty. I went on the porch with that with the like bottle of wine that we had half <laughs> half uh, drank, and I just sat there and enjoyed this like beautiful like, neighborhood that we were staying in out in out right by oh, Catholic U out in DC. And I started to think about our good friend Brian Kissinger and started to text on Instagram about him. <laughs> Please tell me you were crying at some point. No, I no, I wasn't. I was like, I love Brian. Brian is such a good friend. I miss hanging out with Brian in DC. <laughs> so I texted him. I was posting a thing on Instagram. I went on like a Twitter thing about uh, how 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 great of a time I, I I was having. How excited I was for the church and what they're doing with the adult age group. It was, it, it was fun. Oh man. Oh man. But okay, so to to so I was up for the like hour and a half after I got home to bring it back though, like what. I think I need to do in order to not like die is to find ways to, like moderate that. Basically, I have to be like temperate, which is which is hard for it's really hard actually for me to do that because I'm such a person of extremes. Because I think I'm concerned that if I don't do that, the things like the podcast won't be sustainable. Because I, I like there are so many things that I want to see. Do. I feel like because you do that, they're. I feel like because you do that, it's unsustainable. Yeah, no, and, and no, and that that is what I mean. I think it's the. I think you are exhausting yourself for the moment, and the moment is not the most important thing that you can get. Now, it, it, you ended up having a very good conversation with someone that you needed to have. But what I mean is, like, yeah, man, we. The, the, I think of this as like a, a job. I told this to Shannon all the time. This is my second job. My first job is my job at the church. My second job is catching foxes. My third job is layevangelist.com and the side traveling and retreats and parish events and conferences that I do. That's my third job. Mm -hmm. So when I travel, mm -hmm. every time I travel, more or less, I grab my microphone and my breakout box and all that stuff, throw it in my suitcase, and I go just in case we need to record an episode. 
when I travel because that takes priority for me. I go to a hotel, I buy the most expensive internet they have just in case we need to do a show and blah, blah, blah. So I, 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 I have six pages of notes on gun violence waiting for this episode. Six handwritten pages of notes ready to rock and roll. I, I would love to take whatever we want to do to the next level, but here's my problem. Here's my problem, Luke. Um, well, let, let me rephrase this. I am not exhausted anymore. So if you want to bump this show to a different day earlier in the week and you want to keep a, a tighter schedule and you want to plow through, I'm down, bro. I'm down. I can do that. My thing is I want to be able to invest more with our Patreon people. I want to do Skype sessions with them. I want to interview our fans and bring them on the damn show. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. There's so much that we, like, I, I do feel like we don't, and yeah, anywho, there's a lot going on that we can do. No, no, it's good. But, but my, I think you're, I think you're dead right. The, the temperance that we need to exercise is freaking huge because you and me, we're not just given to extremes. We're given to excess. And you know, yeah, that's that. That's for sure. Yeah, and so and we, you know, manifest in different ways, you know. But um, I feel like I have a new lease on life. I feel like our friendship with me, you, and the other two guys from college uh, has literally saved my soul. I feel like I've seen the world again for the first time. You know, like it's crazy. Um, I actually feel like I have a control on my spiritual life in the or I have a grasp of of overwhelmingly challenging yet positive growth in my spiritual life. Me and my wife were praying again. I'm out of my de- my freaking funk of depression and anxiety that I was in. I got overwhelmed. I overcommitted. Luke, I overcommitted to the point where I was giving about 12 evening talks or traveling talks on top of my job where I had to give teach classes two nights a week. So I'm trying to do all of that all at once, all the time. So do you, because, okay, you know, so do you feel as if like you have like, are are you in, have you stopped giving as many outside talks? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to cancel for the first time in in, uh, in like 11 years, I had to cancel a talk at the end of May. Here this week, I was supposed to be in Pittsburgh doing uh, two events for one parish. And I had, I had to cancel. I had a whole bunch of home stuff. That I didn't anticipate, and then I had this prison thing kind of come up, and all these different things, and uh, so I had I had to cancel. But it was literally the best thing I could have possibly done for my family. I wish I could uh, turn back time. I wish you could find a way. You know, I would take back all of the words that hurt you and make me stay. If I could uh, reach the stars, you'd probably give them all to me. And then you'd love me. And love me. Yeah, I'd love me. Like you used to. Do you believe in life after love? That is such a weird video because she's like kind of old. And in like <laughs> she's a kind weird of old. outfit. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is a. Wait, wait, you mean like right now? No, no, no. I mean when that, when that song came out. Do you remember that like music video? It's super is that the weird. one where she's on like an aircraft carrier or something? Yeah, she's like on like a navy ship and like these weird pants. Oh no, she's wearing like a thong. Yeah, it's and I'm like share age. Let's see how old she is. Seventy two sh- years old. Yeah. What was so the name of that song? What was the name of that song? Uh, 
if I could turn turn back time. If I could turn back time. I mean, she had to be. Oh, like, this video is restricted. <laughs> Take that, Internet Filter of Champions. Release 1989. Okay, yeah, so she, we're talking. She's like 40. Which you know isn't that old? So I'm like more. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to insult any of our, any of our uh, older listeners. I'm not saying that old people are ugly. I'm just saying, should anyone be wearing that on a navy ship? <laughs> that uh, looks unsafe and unsanitary. <laughs> it was her 19th studio album. Good for you, Cher. 19th in 1989. Do you know what I love about her? Yes. I love the speech <laughs> she gave at um, Sonny Bono's like funeral. I remember being so moved by by that. Do you remember that? No. He died in a skiing accident, and all of America decided to watch his funeral, and she gave a oh, beautiful, yeah. beautiful like, eulogy. It was really moving. I believe it's pronounced Ugoogly. Ugoogly? Ugoogly. Uh, Battleship USS Missouri. The USS Missouri. Her outfit for the original video, a fishnet body stocking under a black one-piece bathing suit that left most of her buttocks and flanks exposed. Proved very controversial. Huh. MTV first banned the video and later played it only after 9 p.m. <laughs> Just the outfit and sexual nature of the video were not expected by the U.S. Navy when they had originally granted permission <laughs> for filming. Like, uh, <laughs> You just have to think about this from, like, an objective standpoint. Take all of the sexuality out of it. It's a 40-year-old woman on a <laughs> Navy ship in fish stockings and a thong. A fish. Fishnet. A fish, fish stockings. Yeah, fish whatever. stockings. I don't know. I don't stockings really made know out of fish. Saying. Yeah. Fishnet bodysuit. A fishnet bodysuit. Running around. And she's, like, lip-syncing to a, to a song. Yeah, think about this. Uh, the USS Missouri liaison, Steve Honda, asked Kalner to prevent Cher from wearing the outfit when he saw it on set, but Kalner refused. The Navy also received criticism for the video and has since refused to allow any music videos to be filmed aboard its ships. <laughs> it's just so, like... Could oh, you, that is like, so funny. Could you imagine your mom doing that? Like, when yes. you were 12, yes. your mom at the age of No, 40. right now. Right now. She is 69 <laughs> years old. I could totally know. <laughs> it's just, I'm not trying to say, like, that people of that age don't have a right to, like, be, like, sounds weird, but to, but to like, be sexual. I'm just saying anyone Especially at that age, at that when you're supposed to be more mature. <laughs> My favorite part is you're like, I'm not saying old people don't have a right to be sexual. I'm just saying, especially at that age. Wait, aren't you just saying that old people don't have a right? No, I'm just saying that's super weird. Hey, look what I just said to you. <laughs> <laughs> if I could reach the stars, Luke, I'd give them all to you. I, I sent him the fishnet body stocking. It's the <laughs> it's a terrible photo. If people were to see this and not understand the context, it would just be like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> it really does. It so looks, weird. Yeah. Like, it's so obscene that we couldn't uh, use it for our, uh, our like, episode's cover art. And we actually have 
like one of our like real episodes has cover art of Bill Clinton staring at a woman's cleavage. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, that was a lazy day on my part. <laughs> I remember when I saw it, I was like, "You're using that." <laughs> and in reality, I'm like, it's four o'clock in the freaking morning, and I have to finish editing. <laughs> oh, I haven't done the album art yet. Luke mentioned this once. <laughs> Oh, Luke. So, oh, that was, I remember seeing that being like, well, that's the end of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember seeing that being like, everyone's going to love this. <laughs> and this is the last time anyone's, any priest is going to recommend our podcast in the confessional. Yeah. Hey, fella struggling with porn addiction? Ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> doot, doot, doot. Well, Luke, I want to thank the fine friends of the Liturgical Institute <laughs> for giving us this beautiful moment together. If I could reach the star. Hey, Luke, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Would you think if I could turn back time would be a good communion hymn? Where would I find out whether or not Cher's 1989 hit single, If I Could Turn Back Time, well, would be appropriate for the liturgy? Let's just say that not only do I want to like know this, but I want to like have a full academic undertaking. Mm. To understand an, an undertaking? Okay, yeah, go on. I want to like go to school. I want to like talk and do research. Whoa, 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 Luke, how could you do that? You have a full-time job. A place that you could go and learn this stuff would have to have, oh, I don't know, summer sessions, maybe an entire summer oh. program that's offered my friend, for the busy my friend. Pro- Yes, yes. Do I have news for you? If Tell you wanted more. to know if shares, if I could turn back time, would be a good <laughs> community for church, you could take summer classes at the Liturgical Institute. Oh, do the go Liturgical on. Institute. Wait, you is can... that the, the Liturgical Institute at liturgicalinstitute.org slash CF? Oh, my gosh. It is. I'm there now. Liturgicalinstitute.org slash CF. Liturgical Institute Summer Program 2018. Earn a master's degree in liturgy for five summer sessions or simply come for a course. Luke, they actually have a course. Are you ready for this? They actually have a course that you can go to. Second session. July 2nd to July 20th, music and worship. 1.5 credits, Father John Mark Missio. There you the go. Place of, oh, man. This is the place of music and human culture is examined from the perspective of, get this, share. No, a philosophy of aesthetics. <laughs> but you could pose the question, would shares, if I could turn back time, work as a communal hymn? Uh, do we have any questions? Do we have any questions? Uh, yes, uh, Father yes. John Mark Missio. <laughs> Oh uh, yes, uh, you have a question, stocky bald man with a wonderful beard. <laughs> mm, yes, um, in 1989, if I could turn back time, by the artist, uh, oh, we all know it's Cher. Applause, please. Everyone just like oh, quietly applause. We love Cher. Oh, she just doesn't age. <laughs> um, she when- still has the same body she did on that USS Missouri. I feel like the tone and the key of that song is very much in line with two thirds of what you could find in the, in the Gather Hymnal. Um, oh. Would it work as a communal hip song? <laughs> Father, uh, quick question for you. <clears throat> I understand that we're studying the official documents of the church produced during the 20th century and we're discussing them in detail, especially the musical structure of the Roman liturgy as we explore it. Um, I have a practical question uh, as we analyze these principles. Um, could the 1989 hit single from Cher, If I Could Turn Back Time, be an appropriate gather song? 
<laughs> I want a song that's going to quietly stir mm. people's hearts so they're mm. going to enjoy. They mm. might even hum, but they're not going to belt out. They're just going to kind of quietly enjoy it and be taken back to a happy place of when they were five or six years old. You know, because that's what you want to do after community is go to your happy place. I feel like 1989's share, if I could turn back time, would fit that. Would that work? It's a very accessible key. <laughs> Father Ryan Ruiz, uh, in my session one, June 9th to June 30th class, ritual, symbol, and worship. Quick question for you. Uh, would Cher singing in a fishnet body stocking have any sort of, <laughs> I don't know, relevant ritual or symbolic value in the Catholic liturgy? I, I'm just spitballing here. But if we were to take an image of her wearing a body stocking on the deck of the USS Missouri... Would that be appropriate iconography? Father Thomas Bema, who's talking about the liturgical distance from the east and the west. For two credits, please, Alex. So I just, before we um, end this like, session, I just have a question. Um, at my parish, we need to get rid of the joy, joy, joy banners and add something else. Would an image of the USS Missouri... <laughs> <laughs> Father... <laughs> Well, a quick question. How do you portray uh, a, a fishnet body stocking uh, on, a, on a woman who's in her 40s, uh, very slender, very physically fit, um, using, using felt? Uh, felt material uh, that we that the kids use to make the banners for mass is that? Uh, we're just gonna use like basic shapes, but we need to get the point across. <laughs> so we'll have the ship, and we'll have her head, and then two black lines forming the V of the outfit. <laughs> That's the black bathing suit that covers all the naughty parts. While the forty-year-old woman sings a song on a navy <laughs> ship in nineteen eighty-nine. <laughs> This is the greatest ad we've ever done. <laughs> Father Dennis Gill, quick question. Uh, as you're teaching us about reconciliation, anointing, and death for two credits, uh, <laughs> if one were to compose, say, a funeral liturgy for, I don't know, a deceased husband uh, that the whole nation is watching, uh, Father, ex-husband, ex-husband. What'd I say? Husband. Excellent. Which would probably be husband. I don't know if he was married beforehand or not. Anyways, go on. Uh, that's true. I mean, you know what? The canon law courts still haven't decided. Um, but would, would it be appropriate if uh, there was a eulogy offered uh, at that mass and for that eulogy to be followed up with 1989 <laughs> hit, if I could turn back time, if the eulogy and the song were both delivered by the same person, let's just say share the former spouse. Would that well, we're sending the rights of the Church of Sacramental, Sacramental Liturgy to the sick and the dying. Would that be appropriate in our anthropological and theological concerns? <laughs> I, I just have a question, Father, really quick. As here at the Liturgical, in, the, at the liturgical in, Institute, which I found by going to theliturgicalinstitute.org slash CF. Um, here, we believe in life after. We believe in life after. Your love. <laughs> we believe that we have each other, babe. I mean, I understand that we're talking about the funeral liturgy and the anointing of the sick and its sacramental dimension to prepare or viaticum, food for the journey. Um, but what instead if the person isn't dying but has a heartbreak and they need to know, is there life after love? 
Because I really don't think I'm strong enough. <laughs> I can't remember the next part. <laughs> so, Luke, the real question is, can you attend the Liturgical Institute part-time? You sure can. You have lots of options. You can do part-time. You can do full-time. You can do things over th- over the summer. I believe you can even do uh, just take one or two classes. Where you can yeah, ask. You, can, you can take one course or stay for the degree. You know, some people stay for one course. Some people get their master's. And the people who get their master's, 100% of them are actively employed in uh, in the degrees area, right? And Yep. And, and I think, like, honestly, one of the things that I really do love about them is they really like to dive into um, – the life of the of the like church documents they're not, they're not trying to like you know push you towards one specific one specific liturgical style they just want you to like understand what is the church actually like i'm going to teach so i think it's really cool joy 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 <laughs> i'm trying to think of so many more jokes but so that's the Liturgical Institute, which is at Mundelein, it is a beautiful part north of Chicago. Um, the students there form a great relationship with the faculty. They actually have outings in the um, local areas of Chicago and Milwaukee. Um, so it's a really great. Uh, it's a wonderful experience. You need to get started soon because the first summer session starts on June 9th to June 30th. And the second session is July 2nd to July 20th. Um, that's four classes, two credits, one and a half to two credits per class, uh, depending on the class that you take. It is a wonderful thing. We want to thank the fine folks at the Liturgical Institute, especially talking about their summer program here for 2018 for sponsoring the show. That's liturgicalinstitute.org slash share. I mean, CF. <laughs> CF. Let them know you came from the old catching box. Thank you to the good people over at the Liturgical Institute for sponsoring this episode of Catching Foxes. Hey, you know, their big transfigured conference is about to start. The oh, Catholic so Young Adult Liturgy. I wish I could go to that. Betransfigured.com. I, I do, too. To I'm to trying that. to get my – I, I got a guy that I wanted to go, and he can't go. But, oh, man, that would be awesome. I agree. Yeah, that Anywho, just... that's, that's if you're a young adult and you want to take a liturgy conference, that's betransfigured.com slash CF. It's June 15th to 17th. It's not the same thing as our summer program, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, I, w- I actually might try to go to that next next year. I think one thing that we need to do that will really help to keep this going and not be overwhelmed is we have to collaborate. On certain things, I don't know okay. what I, I, I don't like. So, one example would be: I really want to do. I really want to um, have like merchandise, and I think if we can just find people to say, "Hey, let's find a way to like split these profits or, or whatever in a way that like works." Yeah, for good you. old good old Lizzie, good old Lizzie. Okay, I yeah, like this. Luke. You know, and then, this is this is the this is the periodic shot in the arm that we have to give each other no, to get true. this stuff going. Well, no, okay, so this is honest to God. This like actually happened to me today. So there's this book that I bought maybe five years ago by Chris Hardwick called called like Nerdist Way, and it's basically like how he like rebuilt his life from like you know being just like I mean he actually was a punchline on The Daily Show. I mean, and that was like his like lowest of the lows to when he is where he is now, which is like he's like a me like mogul, pretty much. And like how and what are the tools that he did to like get him to that point? It is like a self help book, but um, I was feeling so overwhelmed at work, and I brought that book in because I thought I have to read this one part, and I just gra- and I grabbed the book, 
opened it up I just to try to like find, and it was like that exact part. And it's like a 200 plus page page book. And I was like, what are the odds of that? <laughs> like it was just like the spot that I want. And one of the things that he that he um, talked about was the need to like delegate and collaborate. I think you and I are good at collaborating, terrible at the delegating. At least I am. I'm really good. At, I, I love working with with like others. I'm very bad at trying to add really I'm letting that go. And so I think for us, one thing that we're going to have to do in order to, you know, we're going to have to find ways to collaborate. I, I agree. And I think we got we have oh, one sorry. person to help us with merchandise. We have. Yeah, we got we got some stuff coming that are we got some people that will help. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We just need to be better. We just need to, you know what we need to do, Luke. You know what we need to do? We need to set up a monthly Catching Foxes meeting. I know. I know. I talked about that. Yeah, we need to do that. We just need to do it once a month. First, put it on Patreon. (laughs) No, something that's actually just for us. Although we will record it because it'll be done over Skype. And just in case we want to load it to Patreon. But me and you talk this stuff out map this stuff out have you responsible for specific things and me responsible for specific things with deadlines and due dates and and follow-up and accountability and blah 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 and you know what we need to do luke we need to get our fans excited about a thing you know that was one of the things that we were doing last year we were talking about like fitness goals and we were talking about this and that and all this stuff Mm -hmm. and people were like Mm -hmm. yeah i want to do that i want to do that and then we just kind of did our our own thing we we need to do something big we need to do something fun. We need to do one of these damn 90 things. Nehemiah 90, Exodus 90. Do, uh, do we, but though? The, but the Catching Foxes <laughs> version, which involves alcohol, maybe some sit-ups. Yeah, I just don't want to go down the whole like muscular Chris, Christianity road because I'm always like, ugh, not a fan. What, what about, what, about uh, what, what if we came up with a 100-day... <laughs> what if we came up with a hundred day go all out against excess <laughs> an extreme anti-extreme challenge that's what i mean <laughs> we need to embrace mediocrity but you know in an extreme way in an extreme way <laughs> luke i swear i just sat for 14 hours straight oh that's that's good it was cross creek tavern all over again <laughs> you know what i did i disabled my internet connection why? So I wouldn't check Facebook. <laughs> I told my wife, no more Netflix for you. Why? Because I don't want to check Facebook. <laughs> Why? Because I'm because gi- I'm a man given to extremes. Yeah. I mean. Like everyone, I want to tell you how bad we are. So we had this really, we had a really, we had two great meetings with this guy who was so pumped to like help us out, and then we totally dropped the ball on it. And he was like, I just want to make sure that like anything that I do fits into your guys' like business plan. And and we were both like, yes. Our business plan. Our <laughs> business like, plan. You're like goals. You're like, what are your goals f- for this year? And we're both like, goals for this year. What is goal. a goal, really? <laughs> <laughs> and then Luke's like, that sounds like business be creeping into the church. Get out of here, you. I'm just no. kidding. You didn't say that at all. But yeah, no, <laughs> that was funny when he's like, no, just what's like your business plan? We're like, we just stopped and stared at each other. <laughs> well, like our, our goal is to keep this show alive. <laughs> Well, little did I, I know. <laughs> I I do think we're at a point though where we've got to give this some um, organizational structure, or it's gonna die. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So here's one of the things. One of the podcasts that I listen to, they talk for two and a half hours together every other week. And that Which gives one? him uh, hello, Internet. Mm-hmm. Listenership over a million. Weekly. Uh, or per episode. So here's the deal. What they do is the guy then spends two or three weeks whenever they record. Sometimes they record a bunch together. Editing them down. So he'll take a part at the end and put it in the beginning and he'll take a part at the beginning and throw it away and, you know, whatever. And he'll edit it down to about an hour and a half. So they'll talk for three hours. He he walks out with an hour and a half and they just record the whole thing from start to finish and he'll drop little bits in here and there. But uh, he has time to edit it and he has like a feel for the show. Really for us, it's like we got one take, maybe two takes, and then I have to edit it all night that night. Now, we got our buddy Daniel, awesome guy, Daniel. We're going to email you. We're going to use you again. Uh, but, yeah, we could, we, 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 yeah, we should, man, I feel like we're, everyone's in on our business meeting. No, but that's exactly, like, what I wanted to do because I think we <laughs> needed to have it. So I was like, we don't, and I, and I guess my concern is, no, I'm really glad to hear that you are, like, finding, like, a little bit of balance. Because I was getting kind of worried just with how, how busy you were. I was like, is this? Well, I, my biggest keep... thing was I had to write 19 scripts and then oh, record yeah. 19 yeah. videos. Mm-hmm. And now I have to write 19 sessions. And the good thing about the sessions is they're mostly already written. But the idea of doing that, and I had less than 30 days to do it. And so that consumed, even when I wasn't working on it, I was freaking out about it. And so mm-hmm. um, now that that is mostly done and blah, 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 and that's a project I can't talk too much about. But, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. You're right. Like, when you're in it, you don't realize you're in it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. You're just like, oh, things are things. – but, I mean, I, I, was, I was incredibly anxious about this project. And then I had things at work that was like, hey, you're bringing in 30 people. You're baptizing, confirming, giving First Holy Communion to 30 people at Easter. And then the following week you're doing six more. And then three weeks later – you're doing 30 more, right? So, like, we bring in so many people, in, and, and it's a program that I run, right? And so it was just so much. People don't want to hear me complain about that. But it was so much that I didn't – I was just letting balls drop. And, uh, yeah, and it happened. I, I literally had my, my assistant at work's like, uh, we need to talk about some things. And I'm like, oh, God, everyone notices. <laughs> no, it's always my fear, too, when things are bad. I'm like, oh, you could tell that I'm unqualified. <laughs> oh, sorry. Dangerously unqualified. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, oh, I can pull myself out of this. I just need to do this thing. And then another week will go by, and the thing still floats. And I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll do this thing later. And then it's like, this. everyone else is like, this is untenable. And I'm like, you're right. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, so, anywho. Uh, a lot of that's put aside. Me and you, so you, we need to divvy up between the two of us some things, and then we need to set up our monthly meeting. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be huge, and we need to make milestones, and we need to come up with a business plan. <laughs> if we could, I mean, this would be what I would love to do. I really, truly would. So if we could have, like, 100 people just give us, like, 10 bucks for, like, one month, this would help so much. If we could just, like, if, like, we could just, like, go somewhere for a day, just us, with the sole goal of doing that. Like we both if we mean if we like flew to like Chicago and just got a hotel room for like one night and like hashed it all out and like went home. Catching Fox's corporate business meeting. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm, I'm but like one 
Like we just go there and we don't tell anyone that where where we are. We don't like you know we just we don't do a live podcast. We don't like talk about things. We don't talk about you know, like we, I mean we just we go and we just we just work for like a night and then go home. Hmm. I'm just saying, if we had 100 people, give and if they could give us 10 bucks each, we could do that and probably blow this thing out of the water for the next year. Why don't Why don't we just use the Patreon money we currently have? Because some people are using that for their debt snowball. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, which is very true. Which is very true. <laughs> very true. Which is why some people like me give talks all the time. <laughs> no. Oh man, I know. Well. I was like, I will get that theology on on tap tap talk. Me I'm and my wife. chocolates. Whatever, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's fine. Uh, me, I got into an argument with my wife because I may have said to her, you brought in so much student loan debt into our family. How oh, are no. you not a medical doctor? <laughs> Why would you do that? Because I was really stressed out about money. <laughs> you were not. That was like the worst thing. After I said that out loud, I was like, Gomer, say something quickly to make her think it's a joke because her face does not think it's a joke. I'm like, you know, oh, crap, I pulled a Luke. That, exactly. I was like, that is, that is, that is like as bad as when I, mean, I have to watch an extra 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, man. Man, our oh, wives man. are saints. God. No purgatory for you. <laughs> you get to have the highest level of heaven. <laughs> there are levels, right? Yep. Well, I mean, St. Paul says it. But um, Second Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. I think, I think our wives are going to be the only people who are saved by the merits of Jesus Christ, passion, death, and resurrection, and by the merits of dealing with us. I think mm-hmm. that that's like, whoa, whoa, upsy-daisy, little ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you get to jump to the front of the line. Yeah. Oh, you get the fast pass. You got. You were married to Luke Gomer. <laughs> the uh, the You're first... darn right, Saint Peter. <laughs> You're darn right. It's Ross got time. Give me a Budweiser. Just slammed on the. <laughs> I don't listen to any podcast except for this one NASCAR podcast called Glass Case of Emotion. <laughs> and my husband pretends like he's not jealous, but really he is. <laughs> this bud for you. <laughs> Where's my Clivesdale horse, Saint Peter? Where's my Clivesdale horse? <laughs> Not gonna lie, she's totally, it's totally, it's one hundred percent accurate. I know she's a Saint Louis Budweiser girl who <laughs> watches NASCAR and somehow I'm married to her. <clears throat> oh man, how did that happen? How did that happen? I well, I can tell you how it happened. You, you, do you really want to have this conversation? Right now, want, I am two drinks in. <laughs> do you want to start crying? Do you want to start crying? Oh no, man, I was going to go even before that, kids. Oh, there used to be this one uh, great TV show called um, Beauty and the Geek, <laughs> and uh, we used to go to a certain person's uh, dormitory to watch it was, this. It wasn't The Bachelor. No, it wasn't the bachelor. It was Beauty and the Geek because I remember they like introduced all these like hot guys halfway through and it got tense. Oh, that's right. And we watched it in Shannon's apartment. <laughs> and what we used to, I don't know if you remember this, but I used to throw my bottle caps into different parts of her apartment. Oh, I remember that. I used to <laughs> snap them. I would put them between my fingers and snap them across the room. <laughs> and then love was formed. 
and then we made out before we were dating. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> and then someone left. Almost someone left Gomer there by himself. God knows why. And love was formed. <laughs> Nine months later, little Luke was born. Wait, wait. No, no, no. That's not what happened. Oh, man. <laughs> Why'd you put that in the podcast? <laughs> they would never do something like that on the NASCAR podcast, Glass Case of Emotion. <laughs> I am angry. Give me another bud. <laughs> Give me another bud. <laughs> and I better not find these bottle caps around my perfectly clean house. <laughs> what terrible. We were terrible, like, 21-year-olds. Terrible. Oh, man. What the hell was I thinking? Oh, wait. I remember. I was just, uh, I was just thinking about drinking more. Uh, <laughs> Stop passively, uh, aggressively flirting with me. Just come on, say it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why oh, God, you... I was so awful. What is it about women that immediately reduces a man who, in other circumstances, is somewhat self-confident into a passive, terrified, sniveling, begging, manipulative, just scaredy pants? What is it's, it, Luke? It... Is it the boobs? That's my theory. <laughs> I, prop- <laughs> I feel like you're you're like thinking of like dirty things and you're just giggling over it. And no, I'm sitting there going, I'm like, now I know all these people who like, who like, like actually listen. I'm like, don't want to offend them. Don't want to offend them. Too late, Luke. (laughs) Too late, Luke. (laughs) Oh, man. Do you remember just how when you're like 20, 20, like 20, 21, this is the thing that like no one talks about, but we should just like how horny you are. (laughs) Like just, it's just like all the time. Yeah. Like it's deaf. I can, there's been a decline in like in my 30s so i'll be very honest it, it, it's not that much but like you know it's uh, it's a bit but man when you're like man it's just like go it's like sure i'll kiss you why not <laughs> what you're moving yeah. <laughs> you fog a mirror <laughs> oh you you thought we were dating this whole this whole long summer Ooh, hmm, i hmm oh Maybe I gave you that impression by calling you multiple times a day, texting you, and <laughs> hanging out with you every single day. Don't know how you got that impression. You want to kiss again? No? You're walking away? Why don't do that? I thought we were like newlywed. Wa- uh, thought we were um, we were like newlywed watching friends. Apparently not. I was newlywed. What is that? Yeah. Do you remember that? It was a show with uh, oh, with what's her name? Crazy lady, Jessica Simpson. Yes, and the guy from here, uh, Nick, Nick Nick Lachey. Yes, Nick Lachey. Yep. I never watched that show, but. I yes, admired it from no, afar. No, I you were gone. You were. We sat people over, it. and we would watch that show and this <laughs> other show. Which I forget the You're name so of that broken. show. You're so broken. It was a bunch of our friends. I know. They're all trash. <laughs> That's why I only hang out with you, Luke. That's why I only hang out with you. Hey, Luke, where are you going this weekend? This weekend, I'm going to Houston, Texas. Pew, 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 pew. Take that, Patreon supporters. <laughs> I am so pumped, man. I, there's some bizarre, so why am why am I going there, Gormley? Well, because the godfather to one of my children is you son uh, of a bitch is becoming you a priest. S- Look at that! I'm so excited. Good Couldn't old tell David. by his Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I love it. It's so many great posts. I know he uh, David Hust is being ordained for the diocese, the archdiocese of Galveston, Houston on Saturday. He is my eldest son, my third born's godfather. Good dude. I have known him since my freshman year of uh, Franciscan University. So 2001, 
he was a sophomore from texas we used to carpool caravan all the way up from houston is about a 24-hour car ride from houston to steubenville um every semester good times he's a, he's a good I'm, man good man he needs a listener priest. occasionally and he hates that we cuss david i freaking love you and he always talks about other podcasts on his facebook feed so, so that's why i'm always i always like to add a catching foxes to <laughs> he does he does no one cares about the liturgy guys okay no one cares about them the lanky guys no it's all us david it's all us speaking of which time to roll into another segment luke we recently attended the national something something young adult ministry we sure did we what sure was it called did. the national what was it called the, uh, the summit young the, adult summit yes young adults summit and it was and kind of awesome yeah, I was interviewed by Catholic <laughs> news agency, and I, I said, you, so you have bad. to put, you have to put that we are, that I'm from Catching Fox. She goes, no, I think I can do that. I think I can do it. And then it's like, Michael Gormley, Parrish, blah, 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 and podcast. You know who told her to probably not do that is freaking J.D. Flynn. J.D., why do you hate us? Yeah. I go, yeah, do you know my friend? He's the editor. And she's like, your friend's the editor? And I go, Yeah. I couldn't think of his name. And I was like, yeah, we're really good friends. We were at Franciscan together. He's actually yeah. been on our show. We had a podcast for a bit together with him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, J.D. Flynn. Yeah, that was so funny. And she's like, he's, yeah, yeah, he's my editor. Yeah. But uh, I, she asked me some questions. And she said, so how do you think of the conference so far? What, what would be your way of describing it? I said, oh, you know, I, I really do think it's great. Um. I think that we're able to talk and do a lot of like um, sharing of ideas and realizing that our struggles are the same, no matter kind of what background we're in in America. Some are campus, college campus ministry. Some people are, you know, suburbs, parishes. Some people are diocesan directors and urban directors and blah, blah, blah. And I said, so it's cool. And she goes, oh, that's great. And I go, yeah, but the other thing I really hate is the bureaucracy. She's like, what? And in my head, I was like, oh, I don't they want you to be honest and tell like the full like <laughs> so i was like well i mean the opening was really annoying with like the usccb greets you the fun and i was like i could care less <laughs> like that's i know that's bad because there are bishops and i know it's especially bad since my cardinal is the president of the usccb <laughs> and but when mine's the treasurer <laughs> <laughs> but when they start going off on like these like super formal things in the very beginning I, I, here's my allergy, right? My allergy is when we let the model of what we're supposed to do ruin the momentum behind it. Like when I walked in those doors, I you could everyone was excited. Mm -hmm. Jonathan uh, Lewis, who helped run the whole thing, was the main speaker, MC, kind of whatever. Um, he was fantastic behind the microphone. He's very naturally gifted in that. And he was great, mm -hmm. did a wonderful mm -hmm. job, but I just feel like when you have to do that, like, and now let us bring up a representative from the USCCB to thank us. And now let us play this video from the Bishop. And like, I'm happy that that happened, meaning that the bishops are aware, but, um, I just, I just, it just, it's stuff like that, that I'm like. Like, no, like, for instance, let me put it this way. A lot of the conferences that I go to, whether they're business conferences or church conferences, you know, like in the end of the, the event, they thank everyone. One of my favorite things that I've seen a lot of conferences do is they say, thank you to everyone who helped make this thing wonderful. And what they do behind the scenes is they personally go and thank them because the guy running the sound booth 
doesn't need to be thanked in front of everyone. Like, there's an element where you you should do that for certain people, mm-hmm. but for a lot of it, it's like like I remember one time I was hanging out with a bishop and we were at a youth conference, and he's like, "Uh, this is the part where they thank me. Like, I know they feel like they have to, but I really wish they wouldn't. You know, like this. And I feel like it ruins some of the momentum of the goodbye. Like, this is the very end of the thing, and what are we gonna do? Spend five minutes thanking people that you don't even know? Oh, is that what they did? Because I remember I pieced out. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying um, that that element where you bring Uh, in that that formalness of we have to do this thing. I felt like it. The momentum was kind of the the energy was like immediately sapped in the very beginning, and they said my name wrong. And that made my day. I they know, called dude. you Mike Gromley. And I this was like, Haha, take that. <laughs> and I said in my head, I've been taking that for years because that's how everyone calls me. Gromley. Really? Is the R right next to the G? <laughs> oh, look, there's a sneaky little O right there in the middle. Gorm. Gorm. No, I think like everyone thought. So I had a talk with Aaron before I went. We had a really good chat where she was just like, don't be an asshole. It's pretty much what she said. I mean, she, she she didn't put it like that, but it's because she's not as she's not that crude. But that's pretty much what she told me, and I was like, you know what? And one of the things that I've been trying to do—that's actually a tip that I learned from—is uh, actually when it was from when a uh, guest of the podcast, Father uh, James Martin, was on the Art of Manliness podcast, and he talked about how. You should always presume the good from like others, and she was, and that's, and I, I had brought that up. That's why I feel like God was kind of Father James me to do. Martin mm-hmm. was on the Art of Manliness. It was pretty cool. Yeah, why was, was awesome. he on the Art of Manliness? Uh, my guess is somehow like the guy from the Art of Manliness, like he, like read his book because he because he spent the whole time talking about uh, the everyday guide to. I'm, I'm going to pronounce this book wrong, but it's it's uh, the. I think it's the like everyday guide to Jesuit spirituality, uh, okay. a book that he wrote like five or six years ago, okay, or even longer. And it was really, I mean, it was great. It was awesome. And uh, and I was like, oh, we got him first. We got him first. Uh, and so like, I really just wanted to presume the good and just try to like be because I, I like I agree that like the like whole like, bureaucracy thing kills me it really yeah. like it just i've experienced it this past week and a few things else just like i want to die um anyways so i really went in there being like you know what god i think i'm probably gonna have to like you know like repair some like bridges that i kind of burned <laughs> and uh and i think i did for the most part and i think i had some good i had some great conversations some things i'm very pumped about i honestly could have i would have loved another half a day I easily could have. I really would have liked that, but with, um, I think, I was. It was very good to hear what other people are are um doing and to like share though to share our story. So impressed with what some archdiocese and what other dioceses are are doing. That was great, and and it was really cool to hear a lot of the positive response to it. Like you know, like we're doing. I'm not here in the podcast. Well, actually, no, here on the podcast and within with in my like uh, like actual job i had a girl stop me in the hall who just said like this podcast like saved your faith and i was like what and i i was kind of joking i was like can i give you a hug and i hugged her like three times and felt weird but um <laughs> can i so, give you a hug and i will never stop giving you a hug. so sorry if i made that awkward i was just so i was so you know it's honestly i really feel like god um, wanted me to be there for that part because it happened right as i was like well i'm gonna stay because i just i i just like i just i just like i'm gonna stay and I, I, I had, I had, I had like, um, no desire to leave. That was when, like, you headed back and, like, she yeah. stopped me in, in the hall. And I was like, 
I almost started crying. I was so moved by what she was. I, I, I really and let me tell you that. what makes it so awesome is you come and you tell me that story that this woman said, you know, basically the podcast helped her hang on to her faith. It's a very difficult time. And um, the next day you had left because you had to fly back to do a theology on tap. I got the latest flight out of there so I could fly home uh, or so I could stay for the whole event. And I had about a three hour gap. And so did one of your um, the people that you brought. Um, should we say her name or no? Yeah, yeah, you can. Kristen. Kristen. <laughs> I, w- I was just waiting for you to. Yeah. Kristen Aquino. Yep, yep. So one of your friends, Kristen Aquino, who Who's I would awesome. like. Yeah, I mean, she's doing some cool stuff, too, with this intentional community thing. But mm-hmm. um, me and her both had late flights. And so we were walking around. And this woman comes up to me. And she says, hey, uh, I just wanted to introduce myself. And she said her name. Oh, now she, I don't know if we should say her name or not. Okay. She said her name. Beep. And, uh, and I said, uh, oh, you're, Luke told me about you. Yeah, he said he talked to you last night. I was like, it was the first thing that Luke told me about today. And she's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, he, it, it was very meaningful for him what you said to him. And she, she shared similar thing, kind of told me um, what she had said to you. And then we were just kind of hanging out at the end and uh, trying to figure out our day. And we're about to call an Uber. And um, I was like, you know, I really want to go and do the walk around the National Basilica, the National Shrine. And I, I, haven't, I haven't been there in years, and uh, Aquino hadn't been there either. I don't think she's ever been. And so she's like, oh, well, I'll take you. And I used to go to Catholic University, and I, I know everything here. And she nice. gave us like a two-hour tour of everything in That's that beautiful. place. She's like, I used to come here like every week for mass and daily mass, and all this. Stuff. And she's talking about like everything. We went and saw Babe Ruth's. Uh, there's a, a a thing for Babe Ruth uh, on <laughs> in one of the donor wall plaques. Are and, you serious? Yeah, yeah. I took a picture of it. Um, he was a donor? No, they did it in uh, his fraternity brothers did it in memory of him because he was, you know, they knew he was a Catholic and all that stuff. So, um, huh. yeah, there's a whole bit. And it's a big one, too. It's awesome. Um, George, the babe, babe, Ruth, uh, Ruth. Um, and then, uh, let me think, what else was it? It was, um, there's an altar called the Mary altar, which I think is in the crypt church. If I remember correctly, um, I think it's the main altar for the crypt church and it's called the Mary altar because this is how they fundraise for it. They asked every girl and woman named Mary to send a dollar in. And so all these Marys who are Catholic, and I they all it. sent in a dollar in, like, it. 1920s, and they funded this altar, and it's called the Mary Altar. And it was just, like, cool stuff like that. Like, I took a picture in this one little grotto thing, and there's a slab of stone from um, the jail cell of Joan of Arc. And so it was, like, this French Whoa. thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, really amazing stuff. One of my favorite things actually was, uh, I think it was Our Lady Queen of Africa. And it was this African, so the wall had a handful of, like, African reliefs. Uh, There was a a crucifix of Jesus as an African. There was Mary, the Madonna and Child, uh, done in an African way. And then there was this uh, relief on the wall where it starts, basically it's like African Americans in America, right? So on, it's just a line of people. And on the right side is slaves being forced on the boats, you know, it's the slavery and it morphs from slavery into citizen to successful citizen. And on one end is a slave and the other end is a man in a suit coat, uh, like waving or something with a family. 
<laughs> and it's this ama- it, it's beautiful and it's it was really emotional i must have took taken 20 pictures of it um there's some really i mean just uh, the whole thing is just breathtaking but um they had just finished one of the interior domes anywho i'm already lost i'm already lost in the basilica i went (laughs) my brain snapped right back there but we spent like two hours there and um just walking around and as she's letting me know about the basilica she's letting me know about herself and and her life and i'm just like this is what this is it was a very hands-on thing of like how important what we're doing is in our show and i wish i could have been there yeah i mean you're the one that gave the theology on tap talk Whatever. And I will continue to do so if you guys want to invite me there, LukeCarry83 <laughs> at gmail.com. Da, da, Sorry. Da, da, Go da, on. Da. <laughs> nah, man. I think you give uh, – I think it's great. I think it's great. I think your podcasts are great that you have. If you're a Patreon supporter, people, $10 or more, uh, tonight I'm going to publish the second part of Luke's um, – Luke and Arlene did a did a podcast on dating. The it was first fun. One really well received, and it, it comes from his – Theology on tap thing. That's a thing that I think we should do for one of our next episodes. But anywho, the so what do you think of the overall? Con- I'm going to edit some of that out. But what do you think of our overall conference? What, what did you think about it? I thought the pros greatly outweighed the all all of the minuses. Um, I, I was very encouraged by. I mean, this is kind of my go-to example. Just put uh, there's a girl from the archdiocese of New York or the diocese of New York. I don't know if it's the archdiocese or not. And just hearing like what they do, they like have like ninety plus groups there, and how they help people get tapped get tapped into community. I was just like, that is genius. Like that is genius. And um, where was she? What did you hear her? This That's was awesome. During, this is when uh, all of the diocesan people were oh. on meeting, and so that was really cool. Then just hearing what all the different dioceses are just doing, and, and how we all have the same. Like you know, it was just so that all we have the same issues and the same. Like we're all. I I, I see how the Holy Spirit's working. You know, things kind of rhymed, if that makes sense, and. Uh, I was super encouraged by that. And then that that kind of stuff just like gives me life. Like I could do that all day long. Um and so that was really cool. Uh it was so you guys might recall in an episode about a year ago I shared some issues I had with a panel at the convocation, other thoughts on the convocation as a whole and that's so much of the approach especially on the first nuns panel that I went to was that and it made me insane. Like it drove me crazy i was so angry that i almost had to like leave and there's a couple people who actually did i kind of had to you know i talked to a few people there about that that i had that i had like unmentioned specifically jonathan lewis out in dc we had a really great chat really good chat so now now when we did the convocation episode which is like i think 99 mm-hmm. did you say his name i think i just said the guy from dc I don't. I don't. I don't think I said his name specifically. Mm. I, I think you just I asked me who I was on the panel, and I just said, "Oh, it was, it was," you know. And I just kind of. So I don't. I don't want to rehash like that. Right, but you had a conversation with him in person when yes. I went to bed. Because I, I went received, back to. <laughs> I received an. I received an email from him after that. And he was just said, "Hey, that was a jerk move," <laughs> and I kind of responded with, "Well, you might be right." I don't know. 
I, I, I felt really strongly about it still, and there are things I still feel strongly about, but I would put them in a much like different way, and I wouldn't have boxed him in that. Any, I, I, I wish I hadn't have done that, and that's kind of what I was like. I should not have. Like, I, I, I wish I would have handled that a little bit, a little differently, and I shared a bit about i was also like five beers in so i was like here are my thoughts blah 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 and then balthazar and then i was also like a random like tangent um <laughs> what you lost them yeah i know right um and so um yeah I, I just like apologized and said hey i should not have done that the way that i did and you know again like still stand by some of my frustrations but just totally i think i just you know for like a lot of, i don't know I don't, again i don't want to like rehash it it's just, but I thought we had a really good chat, and he's a really good guy, and I, uh, um, and I think he's doing good stuff, and like we definitely agree way more than we don't agree, you know. And there was just like other guy that like I heard he like didn't like what I had to say, and like he was pretty like angry with me, and then when I talked to him, he was like really cool and awesome, and he and he seemed to like agree with stuff that I was like, oh okay, well perhaps I just like heard it wrong or something. I don't know, but like I really like uh, you 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 I, like one time called it the Luke Carey apology tour. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said something about a coworker, and you're like, I don't even care. I'm gonna say her name, and you said it, and I was like, oh god, she's not a coworker, but it was someone that you were. That you were in contact with, and she called to complain, right? Yeah, and I we and we hashed it out. <laughs> you are such a man of extremes. God, I love you. But no, but here's here's the thing, and this is why, like, yeah, you go, girl. Okay, do I? Am I? Uh, see, this is, what, this is what I did not want to do. I didn't want to like right, right, right. Because right. I didn't want to like open up anything. But like, there's a part of me that's like, I'm also glad that I went through that because I, I like, I needed yeah. to get that stuff out. Yeah. I didn't handle it well. Okay, I'm going to make that very, very clear. I wish I had done it differently, but I also needed to go. Th- I needed to go through that, and I needed to express that. And I, sh- I should have done it differently. Okay, I totally, I completely, you know. And there were things that I didn't um, that I that I like know about, and you know. Anyways, I don't want to go into it that because it's a little bit it's a little bit too like nuanced to go into right now, but. I feel like there was some some really healing that happened there that I think like I needed to have because again that whole thing I hate hurting other people so as much as there's a part of me that was just like no I feel this way there was a part of me that's just like but I've caused some people some real pain and that sucks I don't want to be that guy yeah I really don't I really like I I I feel like I kind of pigeonholed us a bit as the podcast that like because like I think a lot of people were expecting like to expecting to like hear me come back like bitching about about the like over like summit and and I don't have things to I mean, there are some things that i like have like issue with and i and i i'm told them that and i'm not like issues wrong with just like i would approach it from a different standpoint like and i i even said like listen i want to um, collaborate with you guys so if you guys want to like i i put that down on on the like like survey that they like i'm um, sent to us and i said like i am like more than willing to be a part of this in whatever way you guys oh like me too if not that's fine i won't you know um I just uh, – I, I love being a part of things. I love having these conversations. Yeah, and I think the one of the things that they kept reiterating of the summit itself for young adults is that we all need to be talking more often. You know, we need to be understanding not just what we're doing but what, what struggles we're having, mm-hmm. you know. And that was the benefit of the – it was so funny because once you get to the parish level, we're all like, well, we have some groups – and we do some socials and service projects and some, 
you know, like class stuff, but everyone comes to drink beer, but no one comes to study the Bible. So how can we do that better? Like that was like all of us in <laughs> so many of, I should say all of us, there's some groups, you know, like they have a heavier Latino population. There are some groups that have like zero Latino population. And so all of us trying to talk and figure out like, how do you do a bilingual group? How do you do a group with like, you know, first generation or second gener generation immigrants? Like it all radically affects how groups come together in ways that you don't always think about. So that was really cool hearing all these different things. I went to one of the breakouts, which was like the church on the peripheries the peripheries and uh peripheries per periphery the arsonist had periphery feet um <laughs> the uh, so it was interesting because at first i went and i was like i just want to hear a little bit about this and maybe i'm missing something and i need to pick something up but then as they started talking they were like what about young adults in jail does anyone do a prison ministry and it was like four of us and i was like wait a second <laughs> i have something to offer like, does anyone do a prison ministry <clears throat> Hi. Uh, hi, my name is Michael Gormley. You can't listen to Catching Foxes for one solid week without uh, me mentioning it. Uh, it's kind of my thing. I'm um, sure you know. <laughs> At one I point in time, I had to apologize for you during uh, one of the breakout things that I was because you were being so loud. And I was like, I can, I can, and I, I, I like, I like actually said, I can quiet him down if we need to. <laughs> I was being funny. People were laughing. I know. I had to talk over the laughter that I caused. No, but here's the thing. Our like voices carry so loudly. <laughs> so, there's no, like it's if a yeah. marriage has taught has really taught me anything, it's that I'm loud all the time. <laughs> uh Shannon did send me a text message that my son, whose bedroom is right above me, somehow woke up while we're recording this podcast. I have what? no idea how. So we're all in one big room and you're all at, at round tables and you're kind of grouped along, you know, certain things like where in the country you're from or what type of ministry you do. And then you break out and you go to workshops after you hear the large group talk. So you break out, you go to these workshops and it's all collaborative. It's all like, what are you doing? What are we doing? There might be a little statement at the beginning that you kind of wrestle with or whatever. Um, or, you, you know, you're not really going in these workshops to hear a presentation on best practices. You're just Which sharing. I your... really liked because that's what yeah. I was scared it was going to be. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I'm of two minds with that. Like when you do the large group, I like being talked at. And then when you break out, I like the workshoppy feel. I wish there was more talking at in, in a theological spirituality sense. I don't know. I always feel like if it doesn't start with a call to repentance, I even said this about the the convocation of Catholic leaders. Like, if you're not doing a call to repentance and a call to deeper faith in Christ and a proclamation of the gospel, like, why are we here? Like, yeah, I know, no, I know, sure. we all yeah. believe. We That's all true. believe. I don't care. I don't think everyone in that room believes in Jesus Christ. I really don't. I think they know who he is. I think they work for him. But I don't think they have a living and vital faith in him. Not everyone. Okay, I, I'm I'm not saying oh that person doesn't that person doesn't, but I'm uh, what I what I try to remind people is just because we're a bunch of Catholics in a room doing Catholic ministry, it does not mean that everyone in that room believes in Jesus Christ. I need it, and right, and we uh, we all constantly need that. And there was one part where uh, it started to go that way, and I was like, oh, I'm getting excited. Like, call me out, call me on. I think the homilies did a good job with it, mm -hmm. um, and the liturgies that we participated in, and I thought the liturgies were great. Um, but there was this element of, I was like, come on, like, let's start with raising the banner of the cross over everyone in this room. Let's call down the Holy Spirit. Let's 
let's pray let's reflect let's you know yeah. do something as a group and then let's unfold god what we believe you know what what we're doing with 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 god's mission for young adults but no the, and, and I, I one thing that i want to add is i actually experienced some pretty profound healing during the holy hour and confession mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i really i, I yeah. had to go to confession but i just i needed to talk to a, a priest i'm kind of going through some like desolation but that's a whole a whole other podcast that uh we can do um it was really cool that was really 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 cool so yeah sorry. and the the chapel at the shrine of jp2 is beautiful and, and it's 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 the funky artwork that the church i feel like uses all the time for its like publications you know like yeah, yeah. weirdly shaped what <laughs> style is that it's it's is it like mosaic or something no mosaic um no, it's it's like this weird art deco thing and yeah, I, it's really I don't like understand squares and they just well yeah there's so there's mosaics it. everywhere yeah mosaic yeah but that, okay yeah the, i'm just the, not a fan of that style Right, but yeah, it's the large blocks, and it's, everything looks blocking. But there is this element of like this. This is actually a very beautiful place, even though it's kind of a different type of art. But it was beautiful. It was sacred. The the music. Oh was, yeah, mm-hmm. you know everything was. And that then they did chanting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Take the me most, home tonight. The the most beautiful and unfollowable Gregorian chant of all yeah, time. It was amazing. Hey, we're gonna sing the Kyrie. Oh, I like the Kyrie. It's like if Mariah Carey was chanting. And you're we like, all have to respond, and we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna raise my hand here and say, can I mumble? Is it cool if I mumble? <laughs> Hi, yeah, this we is all Luke from Catching Foxes. Uh, I don't know if I can do that. Hi, this is... Hey, uh, I see you raising your hand up uh, from the pulpit, inviting us all to respond. Quick question, Luke from Catching Foxes. I don't think I'm gonna do. That. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, you know what? I got season tickets too. Let me tell you this much, Luke. Hmm. To my movie theater. I just oh, got a movie did. pass. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. So if they have a film that says no passes, does that still work? Uh, at, So I bought my local theater's version of it. Okay. So it's as long as it's 2D, I get a free go. Yeah. So the cool thing is, I saw. Yeah. Oh, of course. I will never go see a 3D movie if I can avoid it. Um, That's a bullshit gimmick. But uh, the I saw Deadpool two, and I saw Solo. One of them was a good movie. The other one I wish had never happened. Guess which one was which? (laughs) Deadpool two was good. You wish that I'm Solo had never happened. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I went saw that last last night. So my wife is amazing. We get a babysitter. We have a young woman who's in town only for a month post-college, and she's going to go back in June. She realizes she can't get a job for a month, and so she says, hey, do you need me to babysit? Me and Shane are like, oh, hell yeah. This is what happens when you marry uh, a Budweiser drinking NASCAR watching lady folk. Yeah. She, <laughs> she went and got the pre-ordered the tickets for Deadpool, got all that stuff arranged so that we could just – have a wonderful date night. I don't know how many uh, men's wives would would actually take the initiative there. So we went, and uh, hilarious, hilarious. If you don't like that kind of humor, I talked to a lot of people. They're like, I just don't like it. I think it's gross. Yeah, it totally is. Um, but if you've seen Deadpool 1 and you didn't like that type of humor, that's all Deadpool 2 is. <laughs> that's why me, uh, That's why. Uh, we did not go to see it because I told Aaron, you are not going to like it. You stopped Deadpool 1 in the first 10 minutes. 
Oh my gosh, how funny! Me and my wife just rewatched it all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so exactly. If if you know yourself, you rent Deadpool one, watch it with your lady friend. If she doesn't like it, don't see Deadpool two with her. But um, the 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 movie was just it was exactly what I expected. Funny little side jokes, all of this stuff, just constantly happening, which is straight up Deadpool. It went well. It worked out well. Um, Honestly, I even teared up in the beginning. I teared up, Luke. I'm not kidding. Hmm. I literally was more emotional about the beginning of Deadpool than I was at the end of Infinity Wars. I had friends that literally cried when spoiler alert, when Spider-Man died. Right? Literally cried in the movie theater when that happened. Not me. Not me at all. <laughs> but at the opening of Deadpool 2, I was like, holy crap are you don't, kidding me don't tell me what happens because i'm not i'm not it was just it. it was a surprise you didn't see it coming and i loved it i loved it um and then uh the I, there were so many jokes that i felt like half my movie theater didn't get really yeah because it was it was a de- you know it's a decent like white suburban like oh we better be quiet you know kind of movie theater experience yeah. and i'm me and me and Shannon are just dying laughing. Like, there's one part where this guy is a child molester, and he's like a skinny dude wearing slightly tight clothing, and he's like, I'm going to put a bullet in Jared Kushner's head over there. Like, like just totally. At one point, there's like a lesbian couple, and he's like, what, you're against us, you bigot? And he's like, whoa, pump the hate breaks, Fox and Friends. <laughs> and I was like, I just just lost it i lost it i was laughing so loud and so hard because of these tiny little because in the previews it's pump the hate breaks thanos and i would tell everyone that wants to go see deadpool 2 this is my advice watch all of the previews and trailers that you can unlike infinity war which ruins the movie it only makes it better ryan reynolds and the creative team behind deadpool are geniuses because they expect that you have watched the trailers. Watch all of them that you can. There's like a Korean one that I watch. They're all on YouTube, and I just downed them all. Especially hmm. get to know the people of X-Force. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ask too much because I, I've done that a bit, but yeah. I, I still want to wait and see it. So Yeah, no, 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 that's it. And then Perhaps and if we th- have time on Friday. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> I'll buy tickets for Friday night right now. <laughs> As long as you pay me back. Um, the <laughs> And then I saw Solo well, on my you. birthday. I saw Solo on my birthday. Mm, nice. So let's talk about that. I saw that last night. So you definitely did not like it. I fell asleep twice. Uh, old I, man I, Gromley here. <laughs> old man Gromley. Yeah, you no, saw I, about, about about like old man Grimley. He's my baby maker. <laughs> I was so bored. It's so predictable. It's so cookie cutter. There's nothing great about it. There's nothing cool about it. There's nothing yeah. that like normal Star Wars that I'm like, oh wow, that was awesome. Doesn't exist at all. Every this is the problem with this is the problem with Solo. Okay, so without being spoilery, I'm gonna try my best. But if you're a fanatic about that, then don't listen. But Here's the deal. You this is a prequel, okay? That's what this movie is. It's a prequel. Like Rogue One, this you're hemmed in by the universe that already exists and has grown up around it, right? And so my problem with Solo, 
that didn't happen in Rogue One is Rogue One has like three or four different things and one really big thing, namely the Death Star. It's a little bit of retconning. Why is there this easily to blow up Death Star whole thing? You know, whatever. Rogue One could take these characters that you, you had no knowledge of and just develop a storyline, inherit to them. And all the hemmed in part was it had to end with the plans of the Death Star and how how in the, the original Star Wars and New Hope, how they can blow it up so easily. So, okay, great, great. Solo, I felt like every five seconds was having to pay debt to the original trilogy and, yeah, or to, and to The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi was the dice. Dice that meant nothing in the original trilogy that mm-hmm. Luke puts in the hands of Leia. And you're like, what the hell are these dice? Like this is, I, I mean, it was in the movies, but like, who cares? Yeah. And I felt like they were like going back and being like, oh, yes, here's the dice. And they're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, come on, people. Come on. Um, the Kessel Run, right? The him winning the Millennium Falcon in a game of Sabacc. Like all of these things. Donald Glover doing the Billy D. Williams voice. Yeah, that was weird. Here's the problem. I think Donald Glover did a good job, but again, you're hemming him in as a young Billy D. Williams, and you can tell he was talking like this. It's weird. Yeah, Yeah. like he looked cooler than the character actually was. Yeah. Like he had a great look. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and they even made it like, oh, I like wearing capes. Well, it's my favorite cape. You know, yeah. and Billy D. Williams is Billy D. Williams. I mean, he has a power, and the fact that they called him Han, and it, you find it, it's like a jab. You know, like every little detail for, that you loved about Han Solo in the original trilogy and the stupid things in the <laughs> later movies, they have to somehow shoehorn it into this movie. I would hate to be the actors in this movie because, the like, it's already, like, like 90% of it, I felt like, was already written. You're just doing, you're just paying service to the to the original trilogy, yeah. and I, I just didn't I, think they did a good job. I, I enjoyed the everything with him and Chewbacca for the most part. I enjoyed. Like, Me too. That was really some for some reason for I, I don't know why. I mean, we, we could analyze it to death, but it just works. So whenever I'm like more of that, I probably what made me the most mad. I don't really get mad. I mean, I just I was like it was okay. Like it wasn't great. I, I didn't think it was terrible. But I, but I didn't think it was like I'm not itching to go and like watch it again because um, it would definitely drag at at some parts. Was so this, the part that like really bothered me though was when he saw the whole join the empire thing and they started playing the empire. Um, the um, they started playing the theme to mm-hmm. the empire in the background. I was like, like I mean, I, I, it was like part of this weird commercial that he saw. Like not like the, not it was not a part of the like it was not a part of the score of the film. It was a thing that the character heard. Oh, that okay. really bothered me. Yeah, I was so they like, they put the Vader theme song as the like a join the yeah. Empire sign yep. up today. Yep, and you hear it in the background because so because like it, it sounds like it's part of that little weird oh, commercial thing. Oh, the Imperial March. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I was just like bullshit that doesn't happen like don't do that like come on this is my universe not yours disney give it back i I just didn't really buy the because like okay so huge spoiler alert so if you have if you don't want to be spoiled by it don't listen to this 
I was really bothered when he was like, because like he, he like is clearly a good guy. Yeah. But they're trying to be like, no, he's still bad, but he's got a good streak. And I'm like, no, no, no. He's a good guy who just like happens to be a smuggler, which is like the inverse of like what Han Solo really is when we first want to see him. That he's yeah. he he's like a smuggler who just you know has a good streak to him. And I'm like, he should be more bad. In a way we're like we I mean he should be like on Danny Ocean in Ocean's eleven or something. <laughs> we're like he's just bad the whole time, but like you like him. Because he's the main character, and like they just make him likable, but he's clearly stealing. Like he's clearly doing bad things and yeah. stealing. Like he's breaking the law. He's a scoundrel. St- yeah, with, I didn't, who's charismatic? Right, I that's yeah, his character. Yeah. I wouldn't. W- would you use the word scoundrel to describe him in that film? No. Yeah, I wouldn't at all. You would use hopeless romantic. Uh, you know, a good guy in a bad circumstance right like that's how you would describe him it it was it was a crap movie everything about it was crap but the whole point of the movie is and literally i i I said who would i say i can't even remember who i saw it with i'm trying to black it out of my life but i said oh and here's another spoiler i said oh this is where han shoots first Mm, yeah yeah and i i called it like before the scene even began when he like had a gun i was like oh Oh, this is where, like, and I, it's stuff like that. Like, the plot is so, I don't know. And I was listening to someone review it, and they said the whole part of this movie, or, like, the point of this movie is to show you how Han got to this place where he'll be the one to shoot first. So it's, like, the pre-scoundrel days. And that, that, w- that was, like, the defense of it. It's, like, all of these bad things and betrayals happened. So now he knows, oh, you're really all dirtbags except for Chewie. Bam, you're dead. But I didn't. I don't. I don't feel that way at all. I didn't feel like the movie delivered that at all. Yeah, yeah. No, I would agree. Like, like at first, like you hear that, and you're like, oh. But then it's like, no, I never got that impression at all. And then the the my favorite part was the Star Wars Rebel esque end of the whole movie that you're not expecting at all, at all, at all, at all. Or the whole like Darth Darth Maul thing. Yeah, you yeah, weren't expect you weren't expecting that at all. And I, to me, like my my start, the fact that I've seen every episode of Rebels and Clone Wars and all that stuff, I'm like, ooh. But then I was sitting there thinking, wait, what? <laughs> like, why is she? She stole the Crimson Dawn ring, and now she can communicate. And he like knows her, and he's totally cool. And mm-hmm. I didn't he understand just- their re- I didn't understand their relationship at all. I mean, they definitely set it up to where you know they're gonna they're wanting to make more. Like they want to make more movies of this. Oh, know? absolutely. So, but my yeah. problem is if you do a big ending like that, I feel like you're spending more time thinking about a franchise than you are making a damn good movie. Yeah, that's the problem. Hey, hey let me throw this idea out at you. Okay, okay. Here's my idea. I I'm thinking about all the Marvel movies relative to one another, and that's how I rank them. I don't think of them as standalone movies. So when I say like, oh, I think, you know, uh, Winter Soldier is an A plus, you know, movie. I really do mean in relation to other Marvel movies and and genre movies, because I was thinking there's not a single one of those movies that I would step back and say, oh, my goodness, that is a 
phenomenal movie. Like that movie owned me. Like the closest would be Iron Man, but even Iron because it was like the first, you know, of this new genre of superhero mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. But even that like had a very contrived ending. And that's my problem with a lot of the comic book stuff is it has these endings where it's like, "Oh, now here's a big bad boss fight." And there's no like like uh Civil War was great cuz there's kind of like a philosophy Mm-hmm. A dueling philosophy well, behind it all. And it's small. It's a very small and contained film for the most part. For those movies. But like, I will say this, and this is something that I was thinking about for our faux podcast that we never do, Catching Foxes Ruins the Movies. Uh, I really think that Batman the Dark Knight is an excellent movie. Yes, As, I agree. Even though it's a, a, a superhero movie. And this, I would almost say that elements of the superhero part get in the way of the story sometimes. See, I don't think because that. the I, story was so well. And the only part that I'm thinking of in particular is the cell phone thing where they turn the cell phone cameras into rate sonars. Um, I was like, yeah. oh, that's a little annoying. But even then, they did a really good thing. Only Lucius Fox could do it because Lu- Lucius Fox opposed it, and it was only because yeah. they were pushed so far. Like, so I was like, eh. but. That movie, I mean, of course, Heath Ledger's The Joker is the most astounding portrayal of a villain. Like the opening scene, if you would just watch the opening scene of The Dark Knight, of the bank robbery, like I really do feel like that is better than every single DC Universe movie. If literally the movie end with him driving away on that school bus... Like, just that 10-minute thing is better Mm -hmm. than the Justice League, Batman vs. (laughs) Superman, Man of Steel. Those movies are so terrible because they they don't know how to set a tone. Zack Snyder failed with that. Ron Howard failed with these movies. And I've been stepping back and, like, kind of being like, yeah, but what are they in terms of movies? I wouldn't rate any of the the Marvel movies higher than a B-plus. Like, they're all at, like, 85, like, the, my favorite Marvels compared to other movies, probably 85%. But, man, The Dark Knight? Mm-mm. Uh, the Dark Knight is is way up there. Yeah, I think, no, I would actually agree. And that's, that is because of Christopher Nolan. Yeah. You know, and, and I do want to give credit to the people who, who, like, wrote the film as well. I know, like, one of the guys who helped write that helped write Batman and Superman, you know, and a lot of the um, DC films right now. So I don't know. I, I don't know as much about the production of The Dark Knight as actually I would like to. But I think that you have to acknowledge the fact that Christopher Nolan is one of the best, f- like, filmmakers of our time. I mean, the, his bad stuff beats almost beats like pr- probably ninety eight percent of all the other like films that are made. Films like The Prestige, um, Insomnia, things like that. Even even enters even Interstellar for as forgettable as it is, is a really good movie. Interstellar, I think, only fails with the weird love thing. I liked Interstellar. But Interstellar was amazing if you look at the listen to the first trailer for it, where it was Matthew McConaughey's voice, and you didn't mm-hmm. even know you knew it had something to do with space, and that's all you knew. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I'll try to find it and link to it in the in the show notes. You know, but, and I oh would my. say like even like the 
I would say probably the, the really the only film that that like he made that really is a swing and a miss is the dark is the Dark Knight Rises. But I loved what he was going for. I loved, yeah. loved, loved what he was going for. I just yeah, think, it was, he couldn't hit it. He couldn't it just, hit it. Yeah, You're right. It was just too much. Um, and I think he kind of, I think they wrote themselves into a bit of a corner. So um, yeah, it looks like it, success has defeated you. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I can't hear you with all the apparatus. See, I kind of wish that because the whole thing was like you could barely understand what he said. Then they actually like did a they, they did some ADR stuff, which was so obvious that it kind of like ruined it. I, I wish he'd be harder to understand. But anyways, um, no, I would. I think I just want to add it real quick. The only I think there's a couple of like Marvel films that are very good on their own. I think the Avengers is just really fun. It's a fun enough superhero film that uh, I just think it's, especially the last, the last like third of it is just so fun. Um, I think uh, Black Panther. It's not perfect, but what again, like what it goes for and what that film's about and wh- what it tries on to tackle is really good. Um, my kids are obsessed with Black Panther. <laughs> that's awesome. They're obsessed. They love it. So the, I was telling you about the woman that babysat my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes over, and, you know, I work with her mom, and she th- this family is just awesome. And her and her sisters babysit my kids. And since she's in town for college, you know, every chance we get. And so one of the first times that we had her over, I said, listen, we're going out now, but the kids, you know, they need to do this and do that. We already have dinner ready. You can eat, whatever. And I said, they're going to watch a movie, so they can stay up a little bit later. She goes, okay, what's the movie? And I go, don't think less of me. (laughs) Don't think less of me. Don't think less of me when I have my two-year-old, my four-year-old, my six-year-old, and my seven-year-old sit down and watch Black Panther. (laughs) Like, (laughs) we had already watched it as a family. It was fine. My Cecilia, when she saw, spoiler alert, uh, T'Challa be thrown off the waterfall by Killmonger, the beautiful innocence of her. We were talking about this, me and this guy, Mark, today that I work with. We were, we were talking about how innocent she was, that she li- really thought he was dead. But we're all, like, mm. in the superhero mode of, well, he'll be back. Just give it five more minutes. You know, it's not like a surprise. <laughs> it's called Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and she sobbed. She came into my arms, and I had to hold her. And she said, but he's gone. He's gone. His people, his people oh, need God. him, Daddy. Oh, and I was gosh. like, I know they do. <laughs> what are they going to do with this Killmonger? She's like, he's a bad guy. And I was like, I know, but he's nuanced. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't let her, I didn't say he's going to be fine at all. And I hmm. let her, because I wanted her to receive T'Challa being okay in, like, what the movie intended. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, he is a lot, like... This little girl did not know this. She thought he was dead and gone and their family. And she kept saying, like, but daddy's such a good person. And he wanted, like, all this stuff. So, you know, it, that's actually a really interesting point because one of the reviews that I heard, I believe it was the Watch uh, podcast, um, where he talked about the last like, Avengers film. And he goes, listen, I know that we all, like, we, uh, I don't want to spoil it because I know that. My mom's gonna go and see this on Saturday, so I'll tell her to not listen to the podcast till after she's watched Adventures, um, Infinity War. Um, you know, he, he was like, We like all like know that those characters are gonna come back because they like have like movies, yeah, coming out, but like these films 
are made for kids. Now, they appeal to us, and, like, they're made for us, but, like, they're also for kids, and kids don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, don't be mad that you're all, like, they're going to come back. It's like, yeah, because, like, I mean, that's, like, like, he kind of said, like, as a kid, when he would read comic books, that was part of the fun, because as a kid, you don't have any concept of, like, death. Yeah. But you could experience that in something like a comic book but then everything is like okay because it's a comic book in the end but you're a kid so you're able to have this experience where then you then see like but then you have like the good part you know that, that you just said because i don't know if she could really handle a film where like he were to actually die yeah yeah and it, it, it is amazing because luke i want to tell you this is so funny right after we had done our avengers episode Right, so Avengers comes out, Black Panther comes out on video, Avengers in the theaters, we watch it. My kid, I didn't think my kids would see it. I think my kids would be emotionally devastated by if Cecilia's crying with a T'Challa scene. Oh dear. Seriously. Um, so we go and uh, so we watch Black Panther once and then she watched it, the funny part was she watched it with the babysitter when I came back uh, afterwards. I was like, how are things? Great. And I go, what movie did you watch? And she said, oh, we watched Black Panther. And I said, are you judging me right now because of my kids who are two, four, six, and seven? What she's like? I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was a, uh, I was a little surprised by that decision. I said, I don't care. I've been preparing my kids. <laughs> We've watched so many violent movies because of this podcast. But um, so funny. But then, so the next day, I'm talking with my kids, and I said, So you've seen Black Panther now twice. What do you think about it? And my daughter Cecilia, my six year old, who's super intelligent. Says, Dad, do you know what I think Black... This is this is a direct quote. Are you ready for this, Luke? Mm-hmm. She goes, do you know what I think Black Panther is about? And I'm like, yes. What is one of the themes, as my friend Luke would say? She said, I think it's about pain. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me that. Oh. Mm. And I said, you think it's about pain? What, what, what makes you say that? And then the funny kid part comes in. She's like, because everyone got hurt and they got kicked. And that one guy got punched. And didn't a guy get shot? But he was better at the end. But didn't I, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You're right. It's, a, it's about pain. I'm doing better. Nope. There it goes again. It is about pain. Life is pain, girl. Life is suffering. This is life. We're all tachakas in our own narrative. <laughs> we just we just try to do the best we can, but you know what? Sometimes you just have to kill your own brother and run away from your nephew. And, oh. We all have an Angela Bassett calling us on. <laughs> you got that Angela Bassett on our shoulder? Oh my God, Angela, you're so beautiful. How old are you? You're timeless. She really is freaking timeless. Can we I, say that? Yeah, she is. I got, she's an American treasure. Good Lord, she is gorgeous. Oh, and funny side note, you know what movie I was watching with Angela Bassett? Hmm. You're going to hate me for saying this. <laughs> the greatest DC movie of all time. I, I literally had turned it off last night halfway through, but I rented Green Lantern. Why would you do that? Because I haven't seen it since it was in the theaters, and I'm like, how bad can this movie be? And the whole time I'm watching, Shannon goes, was this made in the 90s? Like, what is this movie? Like, she just, because she had never seen it. She was like, this is horrible. And I was like, you haven't even seen his uniform yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hold on. It's, it's worth it. Oh, man. What a terrible trash movie. Oh, 